0: estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and Home Inspections. Finances &, in conjunction with Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through personal, tailored, and attentive financial coaching services. We create successful financial plans by examining your spending and saving habits, and then guiding you and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services might include evaluation of your spending plan, your budget, building for your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at CapitalCoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Buying a home is exciting and exhausting. One of the most important things you can do as a buyer is to get a home inspection. This is going to help you avoid any unexpected surprises based on structural damage or any hidden flaws. This is not required by law, but having a professional check the home that you're wanting to buy is so important because this purchase will probably be one of the largest you'll ever make. And you'll want to make sure that it's safe and that you have all the information that you need for negotiating with the sellers. This inspection will cost you somewhere between $300 to $600. And if you need things like mold inspection or termite inspection, which are not covered in this general inspection, you might have to pay for that as well. An inspection is going to take approximately three to four hours, so dress appropriately. You should plan on being there to ask questions and hear what the inspector has to say in the moment. They're going to provide you a written copy along with pictures of any damage they find, but being there is very important so that you are able to ask any questions and hear what they have to say. Inspectors are not required to be licensed, but the majority of them do require a high school degree, an apprenticeship, or 128 to 140 hours of pre-licensing class to become an inspector. Whether you or the seller has to pay for repairs, it's worth every penny for this purchase. This allows you to decide if you want to go through with the purchase of the home based on the damage that is found. Any damage uncovered during this time can be used to create a contingency with the contract. This means that you can walk away from the sale without any financial penalty within a specific window of time. New construction may focus on the foundation that the house will be resting on and they'll also inspect the structure pre-drywall and then they'll do a final inspection after being built. The inspector will identify problems like major defects or even minor ones or safety issues. They're gonna let you know what should be replaced and what should be repaired, what things you might wanna put on your watch list of things that you're gonna to need to be monitoring. They're also going to be able to provide you with written information when routine maintenance should be done and what's involved in that maintenance. If you are buying your first home, this is especially important. The inspection will include inside and outside observations, which means that they'll be on the roof and if there's a crawl space, they'll actually be under the house as well. Outside, they're going to look at the exterior walls, the siding, the brick, the stucco, the stone, and they're going to check where the walls make contact with the ground. This is where insects can be a problem. And they're also going to look for pest infestation, but they're not going to be able to help you with identifying the pests themselves, but they can tell you what damage they're seeing. That's why you might need to pay for a separate inspector for that. If they find any though, you should probably get a pest inspector. The foundation is often mostly underground and so is not really available for a visual inspection. As I said, in new homes, that's a possibility. But obviously, once the home is built, that's not as obvious. But they can look for secondary evidence of damage for cracks or settling of this foundation. If you have a garage or a carport, they're gonna make sure that the door opens and closes properly. And they're also looking for ventilation so that the carbon monoxide poisoning is not gonna be an issue. And so that gap that you see around your garage door, it actually serves a purpose. Some water heaters are also kept in a garage. So they're gonna make sure that the water heater is lifted high enough off the floor so that any gas fumes don't spark its flames. Roofs are often culprits of needed repairs because let's face it, we don't really see it very often. You can also find poor installation, missing shingles, broken gutters, or downspouts, and those are all areas that leaking is a concern. Where the roof comes into contact with the chimney, any venting pipes or skylights also need to be checked carefully as well. Inside the home, plumbing needs to be checked. Every faucet, toilet, and tub is going to be turned on and looked at for evidence of leaks. The water pressure itself will be checked and they'll identify the types of pipes that your home has. Finally, they'll show you where in the home your main shutoff valve is for your water. And in an emergency, you're going to need to know where that is so that you can turn that off. In my own home, I also know where the front and rear hose valves are so that I can turn off the water in winter to the outside hose bibs where the hose attaches to the house so that it will not freeze. The electrical system will be checked. Each light switch and outlet will be tested. The ground fault circuit interrupters or GFCIs that are in your bathroom, kitchens, and many outdoor areas will be tested to make sure that if there's a short near water, it will shut off immediately and not have to go down to the main box to help you avoid any shock Those are the outlets where there's a button, maybe it's a white button or a red button, so that sometimes your outlet doesn't seem to be working. You can push that and reset that outlet, closing the circuit. The electric panel will also be checked where the home's breakers are, and this is sort of a GFCI for the whole house. It's going to cover many outlets at once, preventing any fires or electrocution. Your water heater will be checked. They're gonna look for how old it is. Is it properly installed? Is it secured to the floor properly? They're gonna also let you know how much time is left on some of these major appliances because these items will start to add up cost-wise in an older home within a few years if you need to be replacing them or updating them. They'll check the kitchen appliances, but sometimes they aren't really part of the inspection. So make sure you know if there's anything they're not checking so that you can have those checked yourself or check them yourself. The laundry room should be properly vented. Dryers and lint can build up, which is a fire hazard. Another great thing to make sure that that is inspected as well. An attached garage is going to have a fire safe wall and door into the home. So do not cut a hole into that door for, say, your pet door. All the smoke detectors will also be checked for working properly. Bathrooms are checked for leaks, mildew, and ventilation. A bathroom without windows or fans can easily start to grow mildew. In a sweat environment, uh, the wood itself can start to warp or buckle as well. Inspectors generally don't check inside fireplaces, inside pipes, inside sewer lines, inside walls, or behind electrical panels. But they will alert you if they think there is a reason to have any of these additionally checked out. Now that you know the condition, of, what do you do? Well, if it's going to be too costly or significant for you to fix, you could walk away if you have the inspection contingency plan. You could ask the seller to fix these things for you. You could ask them to reduce the asking price of the home or ask them to give you a cash credit so that you can fix them with their money. This is why you want to make sure that you're spending the money on an inspection because your peace of mind is going to be immense if they find nothing wrong or if they do find things wrong and you have the ability to negotiate to have that work done. Sometimes the home is bank owned or is being sold as is. This is another reason to absolutely know what you're getting. This way you can plan the costs into your purchase. Even though they're selling it as is, you have the opportunity to have the home inspected so that you know what the condition of the home is. During inspections, please ask questions. Understand what you're getting. Don't feel bad about asking questions. You're not supposed to know everything about the working conditions of a home. The inspector is, so they're happy to answer them. You're going to want to make sure that you're recording any advice they offer you for future referral, and you're going to want to hear a lot of details, especially if this is your first home. Take notes and just listen carefully to what they're telling you. So what are some of the big mistakes that people might make during this period of time? Bank rate suggests that there are five inspection mistakes that you need to avoid. First of all, research your inspector. They should be licensed, experienced, have good reviews. You can also ask them how long have they been doing this? How many inspections have they done? Make sure that you can be there at all times. If for any reason they act as though they're not going to want you there, that should cause some suspicion for you. You can also ask them what certification they have and what training they have. The past president of the American Society of Home Inspectors stresses that they should be able to educate you properly on the home maintenance of the home you're about to buy, so be sure and choose wisely. Some people actually don't attend the inspection, and this is a big mistake. There are actually inspectors who are going to turn down work if the buyer isn't going to attend. It's it's that important. If the inspector doesn't want you to be in the room or have you follow them around, this is a red flag, and you might want to reconsider who you're having inspect the home. Make sure that you read the report that they give you. When they're doing the walkthrough, they're going to talk to you about all the things they see, but they're also going to eventually provide you a written record of everything that they found in their inspection. Read through it. This is a full record of their efforts and what's going to be needed for your new home. We've been talking about what the buyer has to do today, but as the seller, you might very well wanna choose to get your home inspection done before you start to put your house on the market. That way you can rectify any possible objections to your price. This pre-sale inspection will help alert you to any repairs you may need The reality is if you correct anything an inspector finds ahead of time, you can shop around for good pricing instead of trying to hurry up and get it fixed before the home is sold. And you're going to make your property more appealing to a buyer so that you can have the negotiating power versus the purchaser. You also need to make sure that the inspector can get to everywhere they need to be. If your attic is full of stuff, you're going to make it very hard for an inspector to actually do their work and they're going to still have to get through all of that. You know, finally, make sure that any repairs that you do complete because of an inspection are done by a professional where needed, because if you just fix the roof yourself and it's a poor job, the buyer is not going to accept it and you're going to end up having to redo it anyways. Make sure that you're having a licensed professional in these kind of cases. Getting a home inspection is going to save you a lot of money and time in the long run, whether you're the buyer or the seller. Thanks for listening to Finances and Home Inspections. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. Finally, consider leaving a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find us more easily. Please let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics that you'd like covered by going to our website at financesand and leaving a message. You can also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Bye. Frances Ann does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't.